And so Christmas service day, I love, that's probably one of my favorite days of the year, man, because we get to go out and literally love on people and be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And it's probably one of the biggest days on our church calendar as at Connection Church. And I don't want to talk very long about this because we're going to go out and get our hands dirty. We're going to have fun. It's awesome. But I wanted to ask you a question real quick is why, you, why we serve and what it means to serve. What does it mean to serve and why do we serve? And so real quick, I want us to look at John 13. John 13, verses 1 through 17. If you don't have your Bible, which I hope you do, it'll be on the screen. John 13, verses 1 through 17. We're going to start reading. Here we go. It says, It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew that his hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress, and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, you are going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize what I am doing, but you will later, and you will understand. No, said Peter, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, then Lord Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that, that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. And this morning, I want you to see that Jesus put himself in the place of a servant, a slave, to wash the feet of the guests of the house so that he, they, he could put in, the, in his disciples' mind what his heart was for the world, to be a servant to all. And I have two things really quick I want to tell you. The first thing is the reason we serve is because Jesus loved and served us first. Jesus loved and served us first. Jesus set an example for us to follow. Everything we do, every gift we give, every time we serve in kids, every time we go and love on people in our community is a response to the gospel of what Jesus has already done. The American church, though, has taken this example and treated it like a golden corral. I love golden corral, don't get me wrong. But listen, the parts we feel good about doing, I can serve here, I can do this, this makes me feel good. I can do this part, but the part that I don't like, that makes me uncomfortable, I run away from. Y'all hear that? That's where we kind of done. And I will always do my best as a pastor to challenge us as a church to be a church that gets our hands dirty and, and meets people where they are, no matter what that looks like. The biggest hurdle we're going to have to get over, guess what it is? It's ourself. It's ourself. It's our comfort. That's why Jesus said we have to die to ourself. We have to die to ourself. And because God's eternal rewards and blessings, listen, are not based off of our success. They're based off our obedience. As we obey, that's how we, God blesses us. And so listen, when, when, when faced, listen, when, when Jesus was faced 
with the greatest act of service in, in history, dying on a cross that was meant for me and pouring out his grace and making a way for us where there was no way, he could have bailed and been totally justified in bailing, right? Because he was perfect. He didn't have to go. He could have bailed completely. But what did he say in the garden when he was praying? He said, God, if this is your will, use me. Let it be done like you want it to be done. Your will, not mine. What I want you to hear this morning as an American church is the, the measure of a man's greatness is not the number of servants he has or employees or how much money he has in his bank account, but the number of people he serves is the measure. The amount of people that he serves. So we serve, we go, we give because Jesus gave and went for us. And the second thing, this is my last thing, is the most valuable thing that you can offer people is not your money, is not your talents, but it's your time. The most valuable thing that you had to give to anyone is your time. Because guess what? You can't produce any more of it. Let's look at scripture really quick. Matthew chapter 20. You don't have to go to your Bible. We'll have it on the screen for you because um, I'm going to read through these fairly quickly. It's Matthew 20, 29 through 34. It says, as, as Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. When they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. What are those next two words? Jesus did what? He stopped. Jesus stopped what he was doing. The, the king of the universe stopped his plans. The king of all creation stopped and looked at the man and called him and said, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they answered, we want to we see. And Jesus had compassion on him and touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight and followed him. Acts 3, Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 6, sorry. One day, Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer. They were going to church. At 3 in the afternoon, now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John going, about to enter, he asked him for money. Peter, what did Peter do? Peter looked straight at him. He acknowledged his presence. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Listen, guys, Jesus didn't look at people as an inconvenience. Jesus didn't look at people any other way than they had value. Because why? Because they were created in his image. You have to see that this morning. Jesus took time. He looked at people in the eye. He got on their level and loved them. And that's what it's about. And listen, guys, can you imagine? Put yourself in the shoes of those two blind men. How did they feel when the creator of all things changed his plans to meet a need that they had? What kind of value did that put on them? Make, think about that for a second. Two poor beggars being served by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Isn't that awesome? And that's what we're called to do, guys. Can you imagine what the beggar outside the temple felt as Peter and John stopped and looked at him? 
gave him their attention. Something that people probably hadn't done or done very often. They were going to church. How many times do we go to church expecting to hear from God whenever he's wanting us to do things on our way to church? You know what I'm saying? Listen, think about that. Peter and John were, they were following Jesus' example that, of loving and serving that, that Jesus had done and, 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 and given them. Not because it was the right thing to do or, or because it's what they should do, but because it was what was done for them. The power of the gospel was made real before their eyes. And that's why I always say in here, unless you are awake to the gospel, unless you're awake to Jesus, everything you try to do in here, everything you try to do out there, everything you try to do for the Lord will only burn you out unless you've been awakened to who God is. You have to have the power of the Holy Spirit working in you and through you. So my two questions as we end, as we close, shortest messages of all time for Michael Page, I promise. Two questions I want to give you to, to ponder, to think on. Are you willing, individually, every single person in this room, are you willing to be interrupted? Are you willing to be interrupted for what God wants to do in your life? Are you willing to give your time that's so precious to work or to, to, to go this place or that place? If God were to come in and say, I need you here, would you be interrupted enough to go? Everyone would love to say yes to this question. But get, get real for your set, with yourself for a second. Would you do that? And how many times, think about it, how many times have we quenched the Spirit of God to preserve our own comforts? I'm guilty up here on, on this stage, guilty. How many times? I say we put a stop to that. Today is a great time to put a stop to that as we go to homes and we go to love on people. It's a great time. The last question is this. What are you investing your time in? What are you investing your time in? Is it eternal things? Or is it things that are going to burn up in the end anyway? Eternal things are things that matter or are things that don't matter. Guys, invest in the kingdom and go after the things that matter. Philippians 2, 3 through 4, one of the best scriptures in, in all the Bible about serving is Paul saying, do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but to each of you, to the interest of others. Guys, one of our pipelines we talked about, our plumb lines a few weeks ago, is that people are the mission. People are the mission. If any time, any time in the existence of our church, the people become not the mission, we'll close the doors and it'll be done because people will always be the mission. Everything we do will always be about reaching people, reaching out, reaching down and pulling people up. We have to, we have to pull people up for them to see who Christ is. And we're going to exhaust every single resource that we have to see people reached with the gospel because we have to. That's what scripture says. We have to. Because listen, if God didn't withhold anything in the pursuit of us, we can't withhold anything in the pursuit of the world around us, right? We have to give everything because he gave everything. And listen, as we literally, as we literally get ready to leave out of this place this morning, we're about to walk out of here and we're gonna go to homes of people in our community who are struggling, who are broken, who are lost and don't know Jesus, who are hurting, who may be sick, who there's all kinds of circumstances you may walk into. We have a huge opportunity to serve people who are used to being overlooked. 
People who are used to going places and being shunned. People who are used to being overlooked. That's not the way of Christ. So my question this morning is you, how will you respond? How will you respond? Will you turn away from the opportunities that are about to be given to you? Or will you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you? Will you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you? I want to encourage you really quick before Lindsay comes up. Start a conversation. Don't just knock on their door and say, here's your gift, see you later. Connection Church. Listen, love on people, man. Start a conversation. If the door is open, if the door is open for you, you can, if the door is open for a conversation, start that conversation. The second thing, ask the families if there's anything specific you can pray for. That's a great question. Is there anything specific I can pray for you about? I'd love to. And guess what? If they say no, Merry Christmas, right? But they say yes, pray for them, pray with them. If you can. If you're able to, check back in with them. Say, hey, how's things going? Invite them to church. Guess what? Next week we're having a Christmas Eve service. Here, invite them to church. Lindsay's going to give you some more information about that. I think there's some invite cards. And um, you guys are about to go. We're all about to go. We're going to have some fun. Enjoy this. Put a smile on your face. Jesus loved and served you. Let's go and love and serve others. Y'all on board with that?